0: 1015 FM, 720 AM. k the talk of Las
1: Vegas. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. Oh, hey, hey,
0: hey, Sunday morning in Las Vegas. I'm all peppy for an exciting Saturday night. Don't ask. Wasn't going to. Please don't. Wasn't going to. I am thrilled to be here. And by the way, do you know what Vince McMahon and I are going to have in common in about an hour and a half?
2: Neither one of you are getting laid. That well, that, no, I, no, I, I. would imagine that is Vince's. I mean, in an hour and a half. I don't mean ever. I just mean in an hour think, and a half. I think Vince is okay.
0: Apparently, okay in that department.
2: No, we're both ne- not going to be doing anything. But I say not neither of you are going to be paid. We're both going to be sitting around doing nothing. Neither of you have to pay millions of dollars. Oh, no. it's-
0: no
1: right now that's gonna be a fine
2: (laughs) the women
0: no the women pay me to go away don't you understand that good
2: god fish I wish there was some news to talk about this week yeah nothing happened Nothing yeah. happened. The, the, it's not like the whole wrestling industry hasn't changed or anything oh. in five days. <laughs> Welcome to the Mark Hoke show, everybody. As you can tell, the the, the train
0: wreck is well on the way already. In the first thirty five seconds, the, the lug nuts are off. The wheels oh. are far not
2: far behind.
0: <laughs> God, I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us on the number one pro wrestling show in Las Vegas. Andrew Fish fane my my
2: tormentor, is across from me. That'd you? be me. How are you doing, fishy fishy? I- I'm living the dream, baby. Come on. By the way, Rey Mysterio's kid about to turn heel in a couple of days. I I'll, fin- so I'll finally be right. <laughs> I mean, that is so... they
1: <laughs> are going to do it to you're him like, on the 20th. You're like Nostradamus. It was a long-term prediction.
2: Exactly. Thank you, Josie. Joe's you know, on my things, side. you
1: take time. You know, you you, you knew what was going to happen. It was just... When was the right time to pull the trigger?
2: Exactly. Joe DeFalco
1: from future (laughs) stars of wrestling. Joe, how are you? Oh, wonderful. We have once again a new No Limits champion. So I heard the Vandergriff
0: man took the belt back.
1: He's ready to roll. Jay Vidal will now put his FSW career on the line at Survival of the Fittest to get a rematch. Oh, Oh,
0: nice. Did he really have to do that, though?
1: He did. Wow. He feels you told better you told, man, and he's he's very confident. All right. He's so confident. You give him the title shot, he's putting his FSW career on the line. I, I
2: can see Jay Vidal storming into Joe's office and said, damn it, Joe, here's what's happening. I'm taking that match, and I'm so confident. If I don't win, I don't want to fight here anymore. And Joe was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and she was like, oh, no, I didn't back. mean it. <laughs> he cut the promo in the ring. I guess he was very... Uh, unhappy about the results of the match and
0: i mean couldn't couldn't he have just bet a ham sandwich you know he
1: could have just asked for the rematch yeah he I mean, couldn't
2: he bet trump's hair i will I will bet I will
0: bet you a bobby at at uh capriotti's if uh, if i if I lose I will buy you a sub nope I'm going to put the career on the line. He's, he's going to bet Trump's yeah. hair. I got, I, if I if next time I see Jay, I might ask him. Uh,
1: <laughs> it, is survival, it is survival of the fittest, so that 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 plays into the storyline of the show. So yeah, it's going to be a lot no, no, when is survival of the fittest? Uh, it'll be Sunday, August twenty-first. Oh, that's nice. So that's we on. have a couple of Survivor Series type matches. We'll have a gauntlet match. We try to we try to make it that. That theme that we've probably done for about 10 years in that show.
2: That's nice. It's only four weeks away, baby. Yeah, and it's on a Sunday, yes. which means we can go. Yes. Well, it depends on when I'm working. Right. Well, I can go. Yeah, you I'm could good. go. I can go. So there you go.
1: You could take off. Don't worry about it.
2: <laughs> I may have to, because this sounds like his, I, 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 I got to see his last possible match.
1: Yeah. You have you have sick days. It's all right. <laughs>
0: Go to fswvegas.com and check that out. So, of course, what we were referring to earlier is the retirement of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. It's it, over. So, here I cut I this a little last night, but here's the sequence of events. So, earlier in the day on Friday, WWE announces that, that Paul Levesque, Triple H, is now the executive vice president head of talent relations. Yay! Yeah, and everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Great. Good."
1: And there was taking much rejoicing.
0: Over, taking over for John Laurinaitis. Yay! <laughs> Double yay from especially from the ladies' talent at
1: WWE, I'm sure. Oh, the the most hated man there.
0: No doubt about it. You
1: know, Bruce Pritchard loved him having him around because he wasn't the most hated Right, because
2: Bruce Pritchard goes, hey, people don't hate me as much as they hate Laurinaitis. Yeah. (laughs) Bad news for Pritchard. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So then right around, around, I believe it was around 4, 4.30 Eastern time, shockingly right around when the stock market was closing up. Didn't see that coming. Actually, 4.05 Eastern, we have a tweet from Vincent Kennedy McMahon. At 77, time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then now forever together. Hashtag WWE. Hashtag thankful. And he did a put out press release after that. But Didn't do a that, hashtag,
1: I'm fired. No, no, he didn't do that.
0: <laughs> and with that, an era ends in professional wrestling. The man who... Ended the territory days, who brought wrestling into the mainstream. And I was going to say that
2: whatever you feel about Vince McMahon, hate him, love him, whatever, without him, there is no AEW, there is no impact, there really is no Ring of Honor, there is no anything without Vince McMahon right now in wrestling. I mean, the industry could have died.
1: Yeah. First off, Vince didn't screw the territories. The territories screwed <laughs> the, the
2: territories. Territory. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> and
1: secondly, I want to know if there's going to be a stock market investigation when it turned out at four fifteen, Vince McMahon sold like nine hundred thousand shares of his stock.
0: I'll be interested to see if he did that. I haven't heard anything you know, about him selling I stock. Is that considered
1: but insider trading? If I sell my own stock because I know I'm retiring,
2: I don't. That's a, I. I don't think that could be because. I don't know. I don't know what the what the FCC rules are there. Well, you are the the I SEC mean, rules it's, it's
0: actually your company if you don't want to sell it. But but apparently is still the as far as we know he he's is the primary still the yeah the primary stockholder. stockholder.
1: But he, right and he and he still will be and then he buys back the stock uh, you know an hour and a half later for you know one third of the price after it plummeted for that hour
0: might not be a bad idea. Hey, who knows? He's a shrewd businessman. Hey, little little trading places action there.
1: I think but, Fish should do that. He should sell you know, sell his stock at Cheesecake Factory, announce his retirement and then buy him back because after the thing will plummet. Yeah.
2: I think so. That, that's exactly what would happen. <laughs> there you go.
1: To make you a millionaire, you can take off whenever you want. Now. <laughs> that's,
2: I like that, Joe. Thank you. You're my new financial advisor.
1: Wow. I, I, I was always looking into that. I was looking to be the financial advisor to the strippers when I was a DJ. I thought it would be a good good gig back in the day. Oh, good
2: God. That's, anything you're doing with strippers is a good gig. Yes. That is not true.
0: That is not true. A <laughs> false statement from Andrew Fishfane. <laughs> Here on the Mark Hoke Show at KDWN. (laughs) Oh, God. But anyway, so back to Vince. As we digress (laughs) into strippers. (laughs) So, guys, there's so much to unpack with Vince leaving WWE, obviously. Now we have Stephanie and Nick Khan as
2: co-CEOs of the company. Uh, Stephanie is the chairwoman the co ceo no, she's the co ceo but she's the chairwoman of the board yeah, well yeah
1: but they're they're both co ceos
2: yeah but she's the cha- there's a difference between ceo and chairwoman yeah. she's a chairwoman but they're co ceos so. Yeah, so but
1: do you really think he's gone though
0: that's the question fish and i were debating actually before the show started is you know a lot of people are thinking oh my god everything's going to change in wwe you know we're going to you know all this is going to be you know we're going to see change creative and everything else and of course vince was doing creative he's out of there now But is it really going to change? Are we really going to, you know, is Vince just going to be looking over the shoulder and telling everybody what to do from afar? And That's
2: the question. If that's the case, I think that that WWE almost has to change so it can prove that Vince is gone because if Vince isn't gone and he's still doing it from behind the scenes, I think there's going to be bigger issues because basically then he quit to stop the investigation, which is obvious anyway. But then I think they'll start investigating again because he's really still working there
1: maybe he's just a consultant and, you know, Stephanie needs a consultant. Yeah, that's possible. You know, to me, it's kind of hard. It's like, okay, so ha- how do we know it's different? It's like, well, isn't the formula the formula regardless of, of Vince there? Vince kind of oversees things at the end. Now Stephanie will and the writers are going to write the way they were kind of told what to talk about. You know what I mean? It's like I, I don't know how you can look at it and be like, you know, how much are they going to change the project? The you know the product is you know Mustafa Ali going to become the heavyweight champion now?
2: No, but I think that I think that some of the some of the wrestlers are going to have more creative control than they than they did have. I think I mean even silly little things like using being able to use the term strap and and championship match and you know things like that. I think those will change too. The, the way that the Vince micromanaged will will disappear.
1: Well, I guess we'll see. I think that anything that will happen will be a minor change. I think the majority of fans won't even notice it. We may notice it because we pay way more attention to it, but I, I think it's going to be pretty minor myself.
0: Yeah, right now, as it stands, Bruce Prichard is in charge of creative at the moment. Uh, they had Triple H and their their top writer, Ed Kosky, uh, were out in front of things at SmackDown on Friday night. Um, you know, I, I do think it was kind of sad, and one thing that I that I noticed was you would normally think that if Vince McMahon was going to retire, that he would have come on TV, made a big deal out of it, you know, maybe done it at SummerSlam or something done a, like that. Or done a
2: retirement match or yeah, something. Well, just,
0: just some sort of way to go out the way that you would think Vince McMahon would go out. But he didn't. And Stephanie had to go out on SmackDown and lead a thank you, Vince chant. And, you know, obviously they found more stuff. Because he was under investigation. That's what caused this whole thing with five different
2: Well, that's what I texted you. See, when, when you. When it. you told me it happened, I, t- I said, wow, there must be some, something big that they have found. Yeah, and, or bigger. You know, so Vince goes out with a whimper on this and...
0: That's saying to me, we don't want you on TV anymore. You need to stay away. Something was up. And. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll see if the Wall Street Journal and everybody else backs off on this, but I I don't know. I mean, this this may continue.
2: And the, the other thing I brought up to you is the the interesting names of people who right now aren't signed anywhere. If they have a chance of possibly coming back to WWE, whether it be Bray Wyatt or even a guy like Johnny Gargano, who who obviously had faith in Triple H, but maybe not so much in Vince McMahon. Well, and that's going to be interesting too. With with especially a guy like Gargano's,
0: you know, he's too small. He's not the kind of guy Vince wants. But he,
1: he's a Triple H guy. Yeah.
2: As, as was Tom, and, Tommaso Ciampa, who now maybe will have something as opposed to having nothing. I mean, can you imagine?
1: Well, that, uh, the first name I brought up was uh, Cross.
0: That was a name that I thought of too. That if, if, I'm tri- look, if I'm Triple H and have talent relations, my first calls, are, of course, are to Sasha and Naomi to try and get that situation straightened out, and then crosses on my list. And Bray with, Wyatt has to be on, on the top of your list, too. Well, tail. I almost wonder if he hasn't been re-signed with all these vignettes that they've been showing. No, those
2: vignettes, well, those know, the vignettes are for I'm not, Edge.
1: I'm not going to brag, but, you know, last year I told you Bray Wyatt was going back to WWE from my inside sources. He Again, did. And it's kind of like the Nostradamus thing of fish. Just because it didn't happen didn't mean that it wasn't the long play.
2: No, and I agree. And I remember you actually said that. But uh, those vignettes you're talking about, though, are for Edge's return, I think, more so
1: than Bray Wyatt's.
2: Maybe. We don't know, but we'll find out. We'll find out Monday, because that's when it's supposed to
1: happen. I guess so. Well, you know, it would be great to see Edge back. It's been, what, three, four years since the last time we saw
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they can straighten out the whole Judgment Day faction. They've almost completely screwed up. Oh, that's
1: <laughs> Well, dumb. yeah, they're going to have the—Bobby uh, Ewing is going to show up, and it was all a, a dream. dream. So that's
2: right. <laughs> yeah. no, no, Pam's going to wake up, and Bobby's going to be in the shower.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Except Edge Ed is going to be in the shower, and holy crap, it's Lita. You
2: know, <laughs> in it <the shower. laughs> will be perfect. Oh no! Oh no! No! Oh look, no it's Eva Marie. No. Oh! Do you think that
0: Triple H would let Eva Marie get anywhere near a WWE
1: ring ever again?
2: Not a chance. No.
1: Well, I'm going to call Cross and tell Cross to call Triple H, and then maybe we can get it done.
2: Yeah, there you go. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I w- you
0: know, I would love to see him back in WWE. Yeah, that oh, was a I, huge absolutely. Mistake.
2: I mean, I'd, there's a lot of guys I'd love to see back in WWE, including Moxley, including Samoa Joe. I know both of them signed to AEW right now, but these are guys I'd love to have back in WWE. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think they're happy where they are. But we'll find out. I, I mean,
0: I, I think the one guy that does have one more WWE run in him is Jericho. Yeah, and Chris Chris has said he want he's open to going back. I. I Excuse me, I won't be surprised
2: if he does. But the, the question Bob I have for you, Joe, is... Bob wire death match. Oh, we're going to awesome. get into that nightmare <laughs> later. The, the question I do have for you, though, Joe, is Brock Lesnar has that has obviously a very close relationship with Vince McMahon. The big rumor was that he he walked out of SmackDown and he wasn't going to perform. He wasn't going to be at SummerSlam. Obviously, that didn't turn out to be true because he showed up at the end of SmackDown. What happens with Brock Lesnar now?
1: Uh, I think exactly what... Brock Lesnar wants to do. He's gonna have creative control of everything he does. He's gonna work as few shows as possible. He's he's the golden child of Vince McMahon. You know, I highly doubt, you know. You gotta remember, Stephanie and and, and and Triple H, it's all family. You you think they're gonna be like, Well, you know, I think they were pushing Lesnar too hard. I think we're gonna pull back on him. Like I saw people on Facebook like, Oh, but what does his contract say? And it's like, do you really think Brock Lesnar gives a crap that his contract says he's got to appear? He doesn't care. No. And WWE's not going to be like, well, Vince ain't around. We're going to sue Brock No, Lesnar. that
2: that, that like, much that much, I completely agree with you about. My point is, it seems that Brock is, is on the other hand, like, I, don't, I may not want to do this anymore. So it, doesn't it become obvious that there's no chance he can win at SummerSlam now because we all know that he's not going to be doing those dates?
1: Well, we don't know that because he did show back up. So now it's like, okay, well, you know, they say Brock's very emotional, you know, loves Vince. That's his guy. So I guess uh, obviously he was taken by surprise. He didn't, you know, Vince obviously didn't be call Brock and say, hey, by the way, I won't be at SmackDown tonight. I'm retiring. So Brock shows up. There's no Vince McMahon. And then I guess he took some time and they said, you know, really sorry, Brock. Here's an extra 500000 a match. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll live with it. Yeah, <laughs> something like
0: that. Yeah, he did
2: walk out of the building. He was, yeah, no, he was out no, of there no, for a I little know. bit.
1: But they he did. went to Chipotle. He, he forgot his protein yeah. and he had to go get some food. That's all.
2: Any, any chance you see Braun Strowman again?
1: Ugh. Fish, you are uh, taking this way too far. Probably not because it was a million a year for that guy.
2: I'm not taking it far at all. I'm just, I'm just throwing things out there. I think that
0: we have to really take a wait-and-see approach. If there's going to be, and, and you know, and like Joe said, you have to wait and see if there's going to be any changes first before everybody's going to be. Well, obviously you can't. Saying, oh, you know, I want to go back to WWE. I'm sure there's people that are hopeful well, that things no, are going to no, change. Absolutely, at WWE,
2: and obviously you can't just say, okay, well, Vince is gone, so tomorrow here's everything that's going on. We're scrapping everything we're doing. Obviously that's not happening. You have to keep every, You have to keep some continuity, and that's what they're going to do. So the changes will be subtle and smaller. But I do think that those changes are going to come.
1: Maybe yeah, like like Siri like and the other guy. Maybe getting a first name again. I think that's going to be the first move. It's going to be the first mandate. Everybody has a first name.
2: <laughs> that would be nice. I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if they've got rid of the mandate. And also, they have to change your name when you go into NXT. You
0: know, I you know. I I can only imagine. For example, like what happened with, for those that don't know, with when the guys are doing commentary, Vince McMahon is constantly in their ear. He's telling them generally what to say the whole time.
1: Well, I can't Michael imagine what Cole's was... in a lot of those guys ears now.
0: So oh my god, could you imagine hearing that in sleep? Yeah, and it's okay that you have a producer in your ear, but Vince was like make sure you say say that. Oh, I can't. yeah. And, and was what just constant. was just constant. Yeah. I couldn't imagine yeah, maybe... doing commentary like that. So yeah, now
1: Morrow will come back now.
0: <laughs> but I but I can't imagine what it's going to be like for Michael Cole, you know, we've always we've all busted on him because he's Half the time he's sounded like he was doing a commercial when he was right, doing
1: but his he, commentary. To Pat McAfee. I highly doubt somebody's in his ear telling him anything.
2: Oh, they, they were, though. I, I wouldn't, not to the extent. They, I, not, they I, let him
0: loose. But yeah, they, I don't they think let they let him loose
2: not because the, he's a color guy. Yeah, but not to any extent that that anyone else is. I think McAfee had almost
1: free reign oh, as long as he stayed Mike, within. Michael Cole needed somebody in his ear. That guy was terrible for a long time. Yeah,
2: that And that's vintage DeFalco right there. There you go. <laughs> but
1: you know, a stiff,
2: but
0: there, there, it's going to be, you know, it, it, it will be fun to see what transpires in WWE over the next six months and what kind of changes we will see. You know, they, and they can and skyrocket. The it, all they
1: got to do is pick up the phone, call Joe DeFalco, and things will, Bruce Prichard, forget about it. I'll take over. I'll turn that place around. I'll make it bigger than AEW. You
2: know what I'm saying? And that was my question to Mark. And and that was, you know, obviously things, like I said, aren't going to change overnight. They're not going to be huge changes immediately. But do you think Tony Khan and AEW are like, you know, when we had Vince, we knew what we were up against. We knew we could handle this. This isn't a problem because our product is going in a different direction. Now that they may be streamlined or more modern or or have a, a different line of thinking, I'm a little concerned.
1: Well, you know, Tony Khan is the most tenured CEO in professional wrestling. Yeah, you know? he said that as tweet he out. in his.
2: Face, did he really? You know, yes, to, he uh, did. Vince McMahon. Yes,
1: he did. He I, sent a excuse tweet. Excuse
2: my out. language, but that is just asinine. I know I, he, he's an idiot.
0: That was a, that was bad. I did not like that at all. I'm. Come on, just say, Vince. Thank you for everything you did. I get to run a great wrestling company because of the path you you, you blazed. blazed. Yeah,
2: and I didn't realize that Tony Khan. I, I didn't realize Tony Khan had a tweet saying I am now the most tenured CEO in he wrestling. Did. He did, he did. That's an Eric Bischoff move. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was uh, Tony, 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 or Vince's brother Russo. Move. Tony, Tony's the mad little king over there. Sometimes, oh good lord, that's not a good look.
1: Well, you know, I. I yeah. He comes. He tries to come across as you know the guy for the people, but he's an entitled billionaire kid. Yes. Bottom line:
2: Can you send a tweet back saying, Joe, that you're more tenured than he is, that you're the most tenured CEO? That,
1: well, yeah, the, you you are 100 percent correct in that. You know what I mean? So you know, where's my do?
2: Do it. Well, do do your do me? on Twitter.
1: I'll, I'll, up on that little about machine. Me? And, what about Joe?
2: I'll, I'll I'll retweet it for you. Thanks. T- Joe is feeling his oats today here on the Mark Hoke Show. As as well he deserves to. Joe DeFalco,
0: Andrew Fishfane, and myself, Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us here on KDW. You know, he
1: uses half my guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, without Joe, there is no AEW. <laughs> That's
1: right. There's no Brian Cage running wild in oh. AEW.
2: He was
0: running wild at Ring of Honor last night.
1: That's right. Once every five months, he's earning his paycheck. There you go.
0: It's good work <laughs> if you can get it. Yeah. Man, no kidding. Oh
1: my god. Yeah. We're gonna renew your contract. We'll we'll see you in five months.
0: Well, let let me just ask you guys this real quick before we head to break. What do you think will be the biggest immediate change in WWE because of Vince leaving? Fish, take no, no, yes.
2: Joe go first. I gotta
0: think about that. Okay, Joe, what do you what do you think is gonna be the first biggest immediate change?
1: I think it's going to have nothing to do with what we're going to see. I think it's going to be the backstage, the locker room. I think they're going to in a lot of cases feel, you know, a little more relieved, I, you know, from what you hear from everything, whether it's because of the respect or it's Vince McMahon that a lot of people are on edge, you know, every time they see Vince and I think I think Stephanie and Triple H and that's why they like Triple H. They, they provided a calming factor to the talent and sometimes when you feel that way sometimes you work a little bit harder for that person so
2: i think you're going to see and I don't, I don't know if you'll be able to see it as much as, as just get a sense of it but i think you're going to see more freedom from the wrestlers from the sorry from the sports entertainers
1: i don't know about that you know triple h uh you know i don't think triple h is going to be like you know what uh Mad cat bah, you know say whatever you feels right.
2: No, I, maybe not him, but I think guys that they have more faith in, a guy like an AJ. Styles may be able to say more more of what he wants than, than but does
1: but does he not have that ability now? Did Edge not have the ability to kind of say or write things the way he wanted to? I don't you know think so. I, mean?
2: I think the whole problem—that was his whole, pro- his whole problem with Judgment Day—was he didn't want it to be any at all supernatural, and that's what Vince wanted it to be. So that's one well, reason why. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I get that, but it's like you know, you get bullet points. Unfortunately, the bullet points are you know that uh, our next member is going to be coming from Mars. Yeah. You know, you still got to say it.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, we got to to break, unfortunately. Because I I can yep. hear the music. It's coming. There it is. See? Trust in the Hulk. We'll be right back. SummerSlam preview. Stop. We'll be right back on the Mark Hulk Show here on KDWM, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. SummerSlam, Ring of Honor. Acknowledge Rick us. Ric Flair, all sorts of crazy stuff going New on.
1: New Japan coming to Vegas. We'll be right back.
0: 1015 FM, 720 AM. K Don, the talk of Las Vegas.
1: You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke.
0: Tis I. I am accused and guilty. Of doing a great pro wrestling show oh, good here on KDWN uh, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Come on, Fish! Uh, good Lord. Get on board. Don't be grumpy. Oh, I'm, a, I'm not grumpy. I'm on don't, board. Don't be grumpy, Andrew Fishfane. That's me. Man. Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. Go to FSW Vegas. Hey, if you want to be a wrestler, you can go check that out. And of course, if you want to... I want to be a wrestler, maritons,
1: Joe. You could be the next Chris Bay.
2: See that? I could be the next Chris Bay.
0: I got 10 bucks says he's not the next Chris Bay. <laughs> I got 20 that says you could barely make Harvey Whippleman. <laughs>
2: I got 30 that says I could be the next Slick. <laughs>
0: no, not a chance. Oh, dear Lord. Anyway, you know, and, and I was just discussing a topic with Fish before we get into some of the other stuff that happened this week. Uh, the new A&E biography shows are out. Uh, we had uh, the Undertaker on as the first one for the season, and then Goldberg was the second one that aired last Sunday. And I, I thought it was really fascinating. I wanted to get you guys' take on this because as they went through that show with Goldberg, Goldberg really had said that when he got into wrestling that he wanted to be a superhero to the kids, and he felt like that as he went through, he eventually accomplished that and got to be, you know, got to wrestle for his son and uh, and so on. And Jim Ross said something really interesting at the end of the show that he said that this is the last Goldberg, maybe the last true superhero character to be able to be portrayed in professional wrestling. And I was curious to get your guys's take on that, because when I heard that, you know, it kind of resonated with me a little bit because part of the reason you know I was in athletics, but I also love comic books. And I think that's part of the thing that hit me was why I like pro wrestling so much is because it's a combination of the two. You have the athleticism, but you also have the characters, you know, the, the Superman and the Batman and the villains and everything else, you know, are are what pro wrestling is kind of all about. And when you look at Goldberg, Goldberg came in and he was Superman. But can there be another Superman in pro wrestling again? Can they get away, anybody get away with really booking somebody to be that kind of a guy again, like Hulk Hogan was in the 80s and Goldberg and so on. Uh, you know, Cena made it for a while, but it really
2: people turned on him. Can anybody get away with that character anymore? I mean, Fish, what do you think about that? I think times have changed too much for us to have that kind of character. We don't have that sensibility anymore. and it, it, it's, it's, it's it's an overused word, but there's is almost a loss of innocence that we can't have that character anymore because that's not the world we live in. Joe, you
0: you book wrestling. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, can we have another can we truly have another superhero in wrestling?
1: Absolutely. If 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 it's written right, uh I'm gonna say that Goldberg wasn't the last one. I'm gonna say Eugene was the last one. Joe. You, Eugene was a superhero.
2: I said he Nikki A-S-H, A. S. H, so kids,
1: the kids love that guy. He was so over until for some reason they bloodied him to a pulp that time with Triple H, and, and he never regained, but Eugene was a guy that was beloved by everybody. I'm not so sure Goldberg was. You know, he was pushed down people's throats, and he was also a guy that, yeah, maybe the kids loved him, but there was a lot of backlash with, with, with Goldberg. It is always going to be backlash. That doesn't make him not that character, and I think anybody could be that character, if presented in the right frame, I think I could think they could turn Max Dupree into a superhero if they want. To. I mean, oh, the, wait, he might not have a job.
2: And the, yeah. the, the one guy I'm looking at right now, actually, is Braun Breaker. That that's a possibility. Nah, I,
1: I don't I, I don't see it in him. I I think you got to have like with Cena, it worked for a long time because you know he catered to the fans. He had a larger than life personality. Goldberg did it. He wasn't a. He wasn't really a talker. Like I don't look at it that way. Like I don't see Goldberg. When you said that to me, I was like, eh, I didn't. I didn't look at him as that guy. But maybe because I was a thirty-five-year-old man, I don't know. I don't.
0: know. I mean, I think everybody. He, I think he captivated everybody so much because, you know, when he came in, he just. <laughs> He just came in and tore people apart and left, and everybody was like, "Wow!" Yeah, I mean, and he was he was different, and that's something like that's something. Like, for example, we talk about here at the
2: station is be different. Yeah, that, that first know? match against—I mean, that Goldberg's first match against Hugh, uh, Hugh Morris, Bill Demott, whatever. When when he won, you're like, "Okay, who the hell is this guy?" You thought he was just a jobber, and it, it you know so it, was, it wasn't a big deal that he beat him, but it was like, "Wow, okay, this guy's upset." So all of a sudden, then he's seventy-eight, You know, and they and they.
0: And Unfortunately, WCW, as they had the habit of doing, overinflated everything. They took it too far and pushed it too much and then ruined it at the end. They, that was the cattle prod was just, yeah. You know, you look at, I mean, you know, I love when Eric Bischoff is out there shooting his mouth off all the time, but you know, every a lot of stuff that they did, they ruined in the end. I mean, you know, obviously he wasn't there
1: well, just, at the just finish, but that still, way on nitro was one of the. Could be the biggest mistake in the history of wrestling. Yeah, saying how many buys would Hogan losing the title to Goldberg get? I don't. uh, You know, they just wanted to beat WWF in the ratings. Horrible move.
2: Yeah, the one saying that McFoley. If you turn over to Ron right now, you'll see McFoley win the championship.
1: Oh, that was a brutal one too. But they specifically lost millions of dollars by not having that as a pay-per-view event. People were going to pay $50 to watch something that they ended up getting for free.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. because they had that match on Nitro as opposed to on a pay-per-view. Yes, they did. Right. So, yeah. So
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we're jaded enough, but, you know, somebody can put it together, There's right?
1: always going to be somebody. Somebody's going to love. You know, they wanted Roman Reigns to be the superhero, and it was just not happening.
2: See, I think now it's funny. Ironically, I think now when Reigns ultimately makes that face turn that he's going to make, I think he does become that superhero. Now he doesn't. I don't think it, it, it's as long lasting or as impactful necessarily as Goldberg or Hogan, but I think he will be the next guy. Yeah, but I also think there's too much of
0: an edge on him. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm talking about. A guy who is the pure as white driven snow, there, but there is nobody. Gonna come. There, there is nobody like that anymore. Hogan was the last but one of those. You, Goldberg you, wasn't one of those. Well, he he was at the start. I mean, he came in and just. He, but he He was never. Up. No, he was
2: never pure as a driven snow kind of guy because of the way he the way he kicked people's butts. That wasn't who he was. So that's not that's not a good uh, analogy for it. Nah, he was a I, hero, I, but he I, wasn't. I, I, he wasn't the all-American, peer, you know, gee whiz with a smile. No, that's not who he was. Well, I mean, not G. whiz with a smile, but I'm
0: going to come in. I'm going to get the job done. I'm going to rock somebody, and I'm going to be. But that's going to be but your that's, guy. That's
2: and, the same edge that Roman Reigns has. That's what I'm saying. You. But, but right now, but, but Roman Reigns
0: is also a, behaves as a jerk.
2: Of course and he does so, because he's a heel. And, he's and, supposed to.
0: Right. So I, that's why so I said when he makes gotta, that when he makes that face I'm turn from start show up. And Goldberg made a heel turn eventually down the road, but I'm saying at the start and and riding that rocket like that, you know, can you do it? Can, are people, of course, buy you it? can. Okay, fair.
1: Yeah, if you find somebody who's the ant- antithesis of somebody and they bring him in to, you know, Drew McIntyre could be the superhero when he came out. And, you know, after he beat Brock Lesnar, but then he was performing in front of nobody. That was the guy they were trying to, you know, get over as, you know, the nice guy and great wrestler. And he he, he knocked Brock Lesnar off the, you know, off the pedestal. And he never got that opportunity in front of fans because there was no fans when he was the champion. I think that was an attempt to make you know, Drew, the superhero, and the next big, big star of WWE. I think and
2: they could do the same with Gable Stevenson because he hasn't even started his career yet, so that you don't know where he's going to that, go. That's a possible. You know who I think could be the next superhero?
0: Pat McAfee. Because, of course, he's going to be at SummerSlam, and we got to real quick go through this card, and let's hear what everybody thinks about it before we hit the rest of the news. So here's the card, guys. Let's Let's hit these predictions real fast. We got Logan Paul taking on The Miz. Boy, are, are we all excited about SummerSlam, by the way? No? Eh, no. No. Well, we got Logan Paul against The Miz. Logan Paul looks like he may be getting his revenge on The Miz from WrestleMania. Uh, your thoughts on Fish on Logan Paul and The Miz? I have absolutely no thoughts on Logan Paul. <laughs> None. Don't care. So, Fish giving a don't care. I don't know if that's a legit answer, but Joe, your thoughts on the Logan Paul. Miz match.
1: I like Logan Paul coming in. I think that him and the Miz should've ran until they decided to break it up and see. But I guess, you know, Logan Paul thought he would be a baby face and that's what he wanted and that's what they agreed to. So it's like I, I think it's gonna be awkward because people don't like the Miz and they don't like Logan Paul.
0: Yeah, I that those two guys you've got Ciampa right now with the Miz right? Why would you, could you imagine if they just kept Logan Paul with him? That would have made sense.
1: They could have been tag team champions and would have gotten over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, well, there we go. See here, we're already picking on booking mistakes by WWE. Uh, We got Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch uh, going for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, The cycle of life, the circle of life comes back at SummerSlam. Bianca gets another shot to knock off Becky. Does she do it, Fish?
2: No. What happens is Becky gets hurt, and Bailey shows up and beats Bianca Belair in 39 seconds.
0: Oh. oh, okay.
2: That was the same as last year's Summer Slam. <laughs> Joe, next.
0: Wow. Bianca, by the way, is a minus 300 on, and, this one. and she's winning. Uh, Riddle and Seth Rollins. Has a chance are, are to be the courageous. best match on the card. Could be a
2: great match here. Uh, Fish, uh, your thoughts? I, lo- I, I love Riddle in this match. I, I think that Riddle right now is one of the best wrestlers on the, in the company. Riddle's a minus one
0: fifty. Joe, you putting any money down on the Riddle man?
1: Well, if Riddle wins, Seth Rollins is officially a jobber. That'd be like four in a row with the losses after the three straight from Cody. They're really building him up.
0: That's a very good point. That would be a disaster for Rollins. Ugh.
1: It's like I guess. I guess you can't hit rock bottom until you hit rock bottom, and then we can build you back up. Don't worry, Seth. It's coming.
0: Well, you know, he can join Becky Lynch at the rock bottom club.
1: There you go. You know?
0: Uh, We have Liv Morgan, the SmackDown Women's Champion, of course, the recipient of the Money in the Bank contract, which she cashed in on Ronda Rousey. The former UFC champion will be challenging for her title back. It is Liv Morgan and Ronda
2: Rousey-Fish. Uh, lives a minus 200 on this show. That, that one, uh, all joking aside, that one I do believe that Charlotte Flair comes back and stops Ronda Rousey from winning it, which is why uh, Liv retains.
1: You just cut me off from what I was going to say. That was exactly what I was going to say. So you, we're, Next.
0: All right. all right, so we got we got Liv. We're in lockstep you. there.
1: The, yeah, so now we get to see Rousey-Charlotte Flair again. Exactly. Yay.
0: Live, the Usos will be defending their undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships against the Street Profits. J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-T-T. E-double-T, come on. Did it, what did I say? E-T-T. So, so E-double-T. doesn't
1: count the Street Profits, and then they finally break up and never get the title, which they should have after that last show, and they should have got it that show. And you know they should have gave him a short run, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it's in the cards for the street profits. It's like they're they're building too much on you know those guys not getting along. Montez Ford's a star. The other guy is Marty Janetti.
0: <laughs> I, th- I think Angela Dawkins might
2: debate you on that, but uh, the Usos are a minus three hundred fish. I yeah. think I actually think the Street Profits win here. I think that, that, that what happens is they have their third match at the Clash at the Castle, and that's where the Street Profits break up. So I will, I'll give the Street Profits the win in the title here. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think these he guys are going to win. Uh, Lashley and
0: Theory for the United States Championship. It was a rematch for our little elf. I call him the elf on the shelf. Mr. Theory. Uh, Lashley is a minus three hundy. Theory
2: plus two. Yeah. Yeah. Don't waste your money on Theory. Lashley wins this match.
1: Joe. Yeah, you know, that that's the curse of the cash in the case. You never win any matches until you cash in the case there.
0: It's so unfortunate. But there you go. Pat McAfee faces off with Happy Corbin. No, that's bum-ass Corbin. Ma- McAfee will probably get the biggest pop of the night. He is a minus 300 against Corbin's plus two. A- again, and- McAfee wins. Oh, McAfee's so winning this match, Joe.
1: Yeah, that is if McAfee doesn't win, then he'll never need to wrestle again. But I just want to quickly say that I have, I hope everybody listened to me when I said, put all your money on Claudio because Gresham showed up at the tapings without the belt. Did I say it here? I don't know. I said, no, I
0: didn't say podcast. it here, but I saw that too. What happened? Yeah. I'll, I'll get in. We'll get into that. We're going to talk about the ROH card in a minute. And then the main event: the Roman Reigns, the defense of his undisputed oh. WWE universal championship, against aforementioned earlier Brock Lesnar. And uh, let's see, where are my odds on that? Uh, let's uh, down. I was going to oh say, God. what
1: are the odds? I'm kind of curious in that one.
0: Where is it? Oh, they pulled the odds down, I'm guessing, because of what happened with Brock. Because they didn't know if Brock was uh, going to show up. So no because odds. Go- because ironically, Goldberg is his replacement. They were talking about Goldberg, making a phone call to Goldberg in case <laughs> Lesnar
1: pulled out. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to have to make a phone call to Davari and see if he'll give me some inside information because I can't. I can't. Uh, the FCC has no jurisdiction on uh, Bet Online, does it?
0: I don't think so. No. So uh, there
1: you go. Maybe I can convince uh, Davari and bribe him to give me the the winner.
2: Reigns and Lesnar. Reigns. Who are you got to take? Uh, I mean, unfortunately, I don't see any way they can have Lesnar win that match. I, I would agree, Joe. I, I don't want to see Reigns win again, but I think he does.
1: I, I think if Reigns isn't going to be around, uh, that, and that's what the that's the lure that they're throwing out there, so I think it's definitely possible. But you know, do they do that match again to now have Lesnar lose again? I don't know. Where does that does that leave? Where does that leave the biggest superstar in WWE if he loses again?
2: Yeah, that that that's the only problem is the fact that's, that that Lesnar hasn't been able to beat him yet. So how can you have him lose yet again? I
0: That's why I don't understand why they did this match in the first place. I mean, I know there were injuries and things like that, but yeah, this one doesn't work. By the way, the Royal Rumble odds are currently up as well. There is one person who is minus on the board, and that is Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is a minus 115. Guess who's next? Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Joe, guess who's next? Don't look.
1: Karrion Cross.
0: Nope, it is The Rock. Uh, the Rock is the next on the betting odds at plus 550. And they actually have Roman oh, Reigns.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I, did, I did see that. And, R- and by the way, it's like, you know, we talked about, you know, maybe Theory interjects himself in a double down and Lesnar kills Reigns and then Theory beats Reigns.
0: Who knows? That 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 is the intrigue of the night is if Theory's gonna now, do something. But then with the, the other question
1: is with Vince McMahon gone and Theory being his pret pirate pet project, does Triple H feel the same way about Theory?
2: Right. And th- that's the one question that I think I think that, that kinda lingers in the air. I think even Theory has that question about wh- what 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 of me now? <laughs>
1: what about me? You know, and I know Triple H is a big fan. He's the guy who kinda brought him in. He was this young phenom and everything, but Bringing him in and making him the guy is, is, you know, it's a reputation on the line. Is Triple H going to go out on the line and his first act is to make Theory the guy? Yeah. Well, I just, I, I, think Theory could be the guy, but I just don't think he's near ready to be that guy.
2: Would you stake your reputation on Theory? What's that? Would you stake your reputation on Theory?
1: I would, but I wouldn't right now.
2: Yeah, down
0: the road. You know, it's you one know, of those things. It's got to be organic, and
1: it's not there yet. It's not it's the same there thing yet. with our champions when we talk about who we're placing them with. And when we, get, we got stuck in situations to where, you know, Solo Sokoa, we're going to make him the champ. He gets signed. Well, it probably was best for business if we can get the title off Hammerstone and move it on to Solo. Or but the problem is, now that he's not there, okay, now we're looking at Toa. But then Toa gets signed. And it's like, you just can't force-feed it. Like, at the show we had, everybody's like, oh, Ice Williams, Ice Williams. I just didn't think he was ready at that time. So it's like, well, we're not, we're not hurting ourselves leaving the belt. Just like they're not going to hurt themselves if they leave the belt on Reigns for six more months.
2: Yep. No, fair enough. So there you go. There's some yeah, Slam coming yeah, up. You're right. Reigns is the safer
0: choice than theory. So we'll see what happens at SummerSlam. That, of course, coming up this weekend on... That Saturday. Is, that is Saturday night from Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I, I want to try and get two more things in. We've got about six minutes to do it. Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor card last night. Apparently it was a pretty good card. I did not get to watch it. I was working, uh, so I did not get to uh, see what ha- you know, see the matches.
1: Only I can going give you by my kid's reports perspective, he watched it.
0: But of course, Claudio Castagnoli winning the Ring of Honor title from Jonathan Gresham—that had been rumored. Because and and Joe, I saw the same thing that Gresham showed up at AEW Dark tapings without the belt. So <laughs> kind of
1: I kind forgot of all about it. I didn't even look and see if, because when I looked, I looked immediately, and they didn't have a line on that one. But they did have lines for the Ring of Honor show. And I'm wondering if they ever put it on the board or maybe because of that, they never did.
0: Yeah. So, oops. So, Claudio Castagnoli, <laughs> sorry, was a longtime Ring of Honor guy, never won a singles title there, but he is now their world, the Ring of Honor world champion. You mean Cesaro? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Cesaro. I, I, I'm, just,
0: I, I'm calling by right. their WWE names, damn it. <laughs> well, get over it. Uh, FTR had a pretty outstanding match, from what I understand, with the All Briscoes say last night. It was
1: one of the. Uh, there was numerous people calling that one of the greatest tag team matches of all time. The two out of three falls went like 45 minutes.
2: Yeah, brutal match. Well, and those are two great tag teams. Yeah,
0: we we need to get the Briscoes on AEW. It's so silly. I mean, I, I know. Just fire
1: the guy who doesn't like him in, in TNT. That's all TPS. Yeah. Give it to him. Yeah.
0: So I uh, had that one. Uh, Smojo held his Ring of Honor World TV Championship. Mercedes Martinez held on to the Women's what Championship. Who did Smojo beat? Uh, Jay Lethal. Oh, okay.
1: He beat Jay Lethal. So Jay Lethal comes in. He brings in Sanjay Dutt and another guy, and he still can't win. Like, wow, how did Jay Lethal become the uh, the AEW jabroni guy? I was going to say the
2: Seth Rollins of AEW. <laughs> I don't know. Man.
0: But of course, I am very excited because the Ring of Honor World Six Man Championship was back on display, and it is Dalton Castle and the boys.
1: Yeah. I wanted to bring in Bateman, and then when I announced Bateman, I could have said Ring of Honor Six Man Tag, and they had to take that away from me.
0: Yep. See you later. The peacock
2: is strutting again. Uh, Who is it? It's Dalton Castle and the uh, boys. Are you kidding me? Who are the
1: boys? The boys. So they, are they interchangeable or are they going to be the same boys? Sometimes? I think that
0: these look like bigger boys. I think uh, these were bigger boys than the, the what original I don't boys. like is And why are we all excited about these guys winning? Dude, you have not seen Dalton Castle and the
1: boys. Uh, no. Uh, I, obviously you have five not. Five years ago when they won, people cared. Yeah, but they were awesome. So Why we, we get, did yeah. they build yeah, up— Yeah,
2: Furbies were, we were awesome five years ago, too, but, to know. you know—
1: yeah, well, I want to know why they built up Tully Blanchard Enterprises to now just disband them anyway. I don't. And, know then, and Nana took over supposedly. Yeah, assumption. I don't know about that, but
0: yeah, Cage did get a six man win last night, so good for him. But that was but interesting. Claudio Castagnoli will be strutting around with the Ring of Honor World Championship. So there you go.
1: Well, I'm excited to see uh, my guys, Cage and Toa, destroy Dalton Castle and the boys for the six man titles at the next show.
0: That could be fun. That'd be a good match. You
1: know, obviously, that's the only other six man tag they got going in Ring of Honor. So, you know, look forward to it in the next pay per view in seven months.
0: And then we have the um, Ric Flair's last match was announced. Ugh. Now, I'm going to say the card, if you look at the card, is pretty good. But we got Flair and Andrade taking on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal in Lord! last match.
1: That's like the weirdest combination of anything that I could have possibly thought of when I thought they were putting together this replay. I
0: feel like somebody just threw all the names in a Scrabble tile bag.
2: Yeah, and, and they, just, it, okay, so we're gonna put Flair. Well, Flair and Andrade make sense just because of the relationship, his right? He's his son-in-law. But
1: Jeff it makes Jarrett sense in that way, way, but not for a match. No, like, uh, who but, wants to see them?
2: But Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal together, really? I mean, you had you had
0: Ricky Morton on the card from the Rock and Roll Express. Why not team him with somebody?
2: Isn't Ricky Morton going with his He's teaming with, team his son? with his son? Care. Yeah, yeah. You know why not put him in
1: there? I'd rather see Jimmy Garvin in there. As you can right. see, we
2: would have liked to have seen almost anybody else in there. I would rather seen Jimmy Carter in there.
1: Oh How does Ric Flair not wrestle anybody he really had any history with? I don't know.
2: Yeah, Sting should have been the absolute choice or Steamboat. Well, Steamboat
1: wouldn't do it, but
0: Sting would have been a better choice. Sting and Ricky Morton would have been cool.
1: There's so many guys from... Why not sting?
0: Yeah, that's what we were just saying. So there you go. Sting
1: wrestling. Right. You couldn't tell me, like, for that joke. Uh, okay, they're both baby faces. Wait, sting got, is the tag team. It was
0: so crazy. All right, we got to roll it out of here, guys. Joe, Fish, thank you. We will see you next week on The Mark Hoke Show. Download us podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com. And of course, we've got markhokeshow.com, Mark Hoke Show on Twitter, and The Mark Hoke Show on Facebook. Guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for being with us here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. Have a great day, Las Vegas. Acknowledge us. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at the Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hope Show and download our podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hope Show family today and thanks for listening.